Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast, the show that offers you tips and strategies to help speakers build the business of their dreams. Now here's your host, 30-year industry veteran and business coach, Jane Atkinson. Hey, welcome everyone to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. Today, it's just me, myself, and I, and I'm going to do a quickie podcast, and the topic is narrowing your lane. Now, based on all of the mindset work that I have been doing over the past few years, I will say that one thing needs to be in check prior to even starting the process of maybe going a little bit narrower in your lane. And that is, you need to become fearless about this. You, when you come from a place of fear while making decisions, it does not allow you to go narrow. And the benefit of narrowing your lane is that when the people who need you find you and they see exactly what it is that they need, they can easily say, you become a category of one, like Joe Calloway says, and they can easily say, yes, that's my person. That's the person that we need. This is the only person that really does this work. This is what we need. So think about what problem that you want to be helping to solve. What problem do you want to help solve ultimately? So many of you have it narrowed down to kind of three problems. And I would say maybe there's an opportunity for you to go all in on one. Perhaps, perhaps not. That's, this is just a conversation, okay? I'm not saying you have to do it this one way. I'm suggesting that the people who do have benefited from it greatly. But, 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 but what if... I don't list this topic on my website and somebody wants that. Okay. But what if a whole bunch of more people see that you're the expert in this one space? And just remember this phrase given to me years ago. I believe it was a multimillionaire named Peter Legg who told me this little tidbit that has served me quite nicely in my life. Decisions based on fear are typically wrong. Okay, so we're not coming from a place of scarcity when we make this decision. We're coming from a place of calm confidence. I'll give you an example of someone who probably of all the examples I'm going to give you has benefited the most from going this narrow. Greg Schenkel. I meet Greg and become his coach, oh gosh, over 10 years ago. Anyway, we're still friends today. And he is delivering programs on a whole host of subjects, everything from leadership to sales and team building and time management, everything. He's basically got a training company, which is fine. If you want to own a training company, that is totally acceptable. But he was going broke and not well health-wise. And so he decided to pick a lane and he narrowed his focus to leadership, which was a really, really, really good move for him. But wait, there's more. He, in going out and 
working the leadership market, discovered that there was a niche for him within this leadership realm. Some of you might have heard me talking about it before. And he recognized a need in manufacturing. And you all know that when you're on a manufacturing line, if you do your job really well, there's a good chance that you'll get promoted into supervisor role or some sort of management. And that's what happens. And people don't get the job because they're good leaders. They get the job because they're good at doing their job. And so Greg saw an opportunity there and went all in even further leadership training for frontline manufacturing. And what he discovered very quickly was it was almost like it was just him and maybe a couple of other companies doing this exact work. It was almost a category of one. And so he started to be able to drive these million-dollar contracts, seven-figure contracts. And year over year, I've been watching him do that, working mostly within manufacturing. So that's kind of twofold. What I'm talking about is narrowing his lane. His lane was originally leadership and then kind of even more narrow to supervisor training. But then he added on that the only niche he was going to speak to was manufacturing. Now, I say that, but he's also done work for some retail organizations and a few other things, kind of using the same types of trainings. So he didn't limit himself. I like the leader of my school, Jen McDonough, talks about 80% of her business is kind of focused on people who do community service, jobs in the community. So it could be credit union. She started out speaking just for first responders and then kind of broadened it slightly to people who serve the community. And she said that 80%, this 80-20 rule I really like, 80% of her business is within her focused arena, but 20% is where she just goes and plays for anybody who's anybody in any market. And so community service 80%, 20%, you know, just getting out there and having some fun with it and finding out that, hey, wait a second, insurance people really like me or real estate, or whatever it might be. So just know that this 80-20 rule might be a good one for you to apply. Kendra Hall, as you've heard me talk about in the past as well, she has always been only about storytelling. Now, she has adjusted the applications for storytelling I'm just going to pull up her website right now so I can kind of tell you what the most current thing is. So her kind of brand is the irresistible power of storytelling. And her promise is to create change, expand influence, and inspire growth in business and life. Now, it used to be a little bit more focused, maybe perhaps a little bit more with a little bit more of a, a sales bent perhaps to it. And so she has expanded in terms of what the applications are of storytelling. But Kendra has always been known since the day I met her and she staked her spot and said, I'm going to be your next Ryan Estes, which she has incredibly well. She's, you know, gone from zero 
to a million and, and beyond best-selling books, massive following on Instagram. So from minute one, it was always about storytelling, always about storytelling. Elaine Fraze, she is someone who, as long as I've known Elaine for over 30 years now, first we were friends and then she coached with me for a few years, has always been focused on the agricultural sector. And so Elaine helps farm families have those difficult conversations about transition and succession planning. And it's always been the agricultural space for Elaine, but she's even narrowed it further to really helping farm families transition. And I think that that's brilliant. It's brilliant when you can say that you've had 30 years in one space. And so when they need somebody and they want this particular topic, of course, who are they going to go to? They're going to call Elaine Fraze. Now, a new client of mine, Richard Bryan, he also talks about succession planning, but not just for agriculture. It's really based on his own experience turning around his own family automotive business in the UK. His family owned a lot of car dealerships, employed a lot of people, and he took over and turned it around. And now he's the person that he wishes he had back when he was taking over his family business. So he's coming from that really, really firsthand place. So he doesn't talk about a whole bunch of stuff and succession planning. He's kind of known for succession planning. Elaine Fraze is known for helping farm families have difficult conversations. Kendra Hall is known for storytelling. Jen McDonough is known for resilience, and she has had some very particular markets like first responders and then people who work in the community who she has delivered that to. Greg Schenkel is known in the manufacturing space as being the go-to guy for frontline leadership training. So when you go to do this narrowing of the lane, do it fearlessly. Do it fearlessly. Another client from the UK, her name is Shola Kay, had quite a number of different topics. And she landed in the DEI space. And I will say that DEI, we all know, and DEIB, some say, with diversity, equity, inclusion, and B being for belonging, is a good space. Her emphasis on that is empathy and equity. And so she's put her own spin on it and she's getting booked a lot in this space. And I don't see that going away for a while because a lot of companies have a lot of work to do in that space. So good for Shola. She's coming across the pond quite a bit these days. Heather Welpley speaks really has gotten more and more narrow. There were a lot of things that she could speak about when we first started working together. And she's narrowed it down to empowering women to overcome perfectionism and imposter syndrome. 
which I think is absolutely fantastic and so needed out there in the world. Julie Henry talks about how to drive and survive change through her wisdom of the wild, which is informed by her work in zoos and aquariums. Coming at kind of the whole leadership, drive and survive change from a totally different angle. But she could have spoken on lots of things and has spoken on lots of different things and has gone narrower, more and more narrow. When you go, uh, one of the winners and a client of mine, Jason O. Harris, he was a winner in the Best Website Contest a few years ago. It's always been about trust. Trust has been at the core of all Jason's work. And I love the tagline on his website, trust your people like your business depends on it. That comes from his background as a military pilot. There's one more that I really want to share with you. Amy Green Smith. Her tagline is speak up for yourself without being a dick. And Amy and I discussed, you know, whether or not being a little bit edgy in her, you know, speak up for yourself without being whatever, speak up for yourself without being a dick is her phrase and whether or not to put that out front and center. And the thing is, if she wanted to be like everybody else, then we would have erased it. But guess what? Amy Greensmith is incredibly original in her approach to everything. And it was really important for me, for her, to continue being her most authentic self. And so not every single conference will adopt that title. But I think that when somebody's looking for a different speaker, somebody who's a little bit edgy and a little much more creative in terms of the language that she uses, I think that they will want to be reaching out to Amy Greensmith because they've seen a lot of the same old, same old out there. So how can you narrow your lane while staying true to yourself? And become that go-to person. As Joe Calloway wrote the book, becoming a category of one is the ultimate goal. Being the only choice for your clients is the ultimate goal. So this has been a little podcast quickie. I'm going to do a podcast in the future on questions from you. And I would love to hear what your questions are. Rather than me trying to figure out a social media network where all of you are living, I'm just going to have you email them to me, jane at speakerlauncher.com. And let me know what your questions are. Make sure you put podcast for the title so I know that this is what we're talking about. All right. We'll see you soon, multi speakers. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. If you need help building the speaking business of your dreams, head over to WealthySpeakerSchool.com and take advantage of our 20-minute next step call. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast.